0: With that, hi, and welcome to After the Hype. With me, as always, Brian and John. Hi. Uh, today, we are joined by almost always Ryan. Hello. Tony. Hello. Graham. Hello. Sam. Hey. And for the first time ever, Amber Lee. Hi, guys. Today, we are doing our Star Wars episode. Dun-da-da-da. Da, da. So the format of today, which is why we're going to forego pretty much all where have you been doing everything else, because this is going to be a little bit of a long episode, We have six, uh, six people here defend six movies to Amber Lee, who has witnessed them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw how people I, reacted to them.
1: <laughs> I, I, I have fallen asleep to at least two of them.
0: Do you know which two?
1: Um, one That'll I, change
2: our strategies. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that one's boring. Yeah.
1: Um, the one with the Death Star.
2: Yikes!
0: There's two of those. There's two of those. <laughs> maybe you well, saw maybe both it. of those okay. movies.
1: <laughs> I saw one with with little bears. Oh,
2: okay, okay, okay. Yes. Okay. Both of those are very boring. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. That's the worst one.
3: Yep. You might not realize it, but we're smack talking each other. No. <laughs> oh.
1: Excellent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so it begins.
0: So the way that we're going to do this today is a little bit different than our normal battle episodes. Uh, we're going to take about two to three minutes. We're going to be a little bit loosey goosey at the time on this, which I know is very, very against my nature, and it's it's kind of fighting me in the middle. But whatever. Uh, we're going to go through one by one, uh, theatrical-wise, not chronological-wise, and we're going to break down what happened in each one of these movies. So in case you've never seen a Star Wars film or fallen asleep for two of them, um, you will actually know what happened throughout all six of these movies. And then after that, we're going to go back to the beginning, and then we're going to start defending these things. Amberly can ask questions. Uh, we can defend it. We can try to tear each other down. All that sort of stuff. And at the end of this, Amberly will have to choose which one she thinks is the best. But we're hoping that at the end of this Everyone will be a Star Wars fan,
3: right? Well, no? kind of. Six of us are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. This might make me hate it, actually.
4: <laughs> Probably. This might
3: make me hate you. Um, Ouch.
0: Yeah.
4: There, there, <laughs> there are no friends in Star Wars battle episodes. I figured out why I don't want to face this way. <laughs> Sam's the worst. <laughs>
5: Those of you listening, I brought props, and Tony is immensely jealous. Yeah. I
4: don't have any.
1: Well, they're really cute. This little no, it. <laughs> stop and it!
5: Stop
3: it! And the winner is the Sleepy Movie.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh,
4: he's look at got, that little bear! Look at his little
6: face.
4: <laughs> You've already—that's
6: what everyone says. He's got
4: sharp teeth <laughs> that go. <"Rrr."> yeah. You've <laughs> already seen that movie. <laughs> that's the only thing you can remember from any of the Star Wars movies, well, other yeah, than sleeping.
1: Well, no, there's the bigger bear. It's a Wookiee. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yep. The bigger bear. They were originally the it's same. Big, you know
0: Chewie that we mentioned earlier? It's her namesake right there.
6: Yeah. Ah. But they, uh, It's George all Lucas coming decided clear to now. mini bears because he thought he could sell more toys like those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well,
0: let's get started on this thing. So we're going to break it down. Uh, we're going to go chronologically. So take us back to
4: 1977. 1977. Star Wars. Episode 4. A New Hope. Uh, First movie released. Basically, the overall story follows uh, Luke Skywalker, who is a young up-and-coming Jedi that he doesn't know yet. Uh, (laughs) Basically, the world's in a civil war. It's the Galactic Empire versus the Rebel Alliance. Galactic Empire is evil. The Rebel Alliance are the good guys trying to overcome this evil empire. You follow the story of Luke, um, who's a young farm boy, and then you have Han Solo who is a cocky pilot, Princess Leia, who uh, is a princess of a planet at that time, <laughs> um, and the evil Darth Vader. And it's basically a story of that team trying to destroy the Death Star, which you're kind of familiar with, <laughs> um, to eliminate the Empire threat and win the, win the Civil War.
1: Can I ask a question? Sure. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Why do they want to destroy the Death Star?
4: Because that, it's the called, Death called Star- the Death
1: Star. <laughs> <laughs> it it's
4: it a, can't be
3: good. It sounds a, like a happy place. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weapon. It's a silly place. Can, <laughs> Let's not go there. It just
0: <laughs> won
4: the Super Bowl. Where are you going to go? <laughs> We're going to go to the Death Star. <laughs> it's a weapon that can destroy entire planets. Like it can blow up any planet in w-
2: in one single strike. <laughs> this is really fucking
4: it was,
1: hard. It was a Jedi. Yeah. What's, a, what's a Jedi? Oh my god. <laughs>
0: So a Jedi is basically he's a uh, he's a, a warrior for peace, um, who can use kind of mystical powers, aka the Force, to kind of influence people around him, to have like heightened abilities like speed or jumps mm-hmm. or like like awareness, kind of like spider sense, if you will. Yeah. Monks um, with weapons. They're basically yeah. like
3: the superheroes of this kind yeah. of universe. Yeah. But they kind of yep. have yes, like a random are.
0: grab bag of powers. Like if you're evil, if you're a Sith, which is like a, an evil version of a Jedi. Um, you can do like crazier things you can like close somebody's windpipe by just like motioning at them or you can like shoot lightning from your hands like, So, you think, kind of so like, if
1: you're evil, you're stronger
3: No, no, well sort of mm, like sort of your, your powers like, are more aggressive if you're yeah. a sith and mm-hmm. if you're a Jedi You're you're more toward like restorative Restorative, healing, defensive, defensive, that sort of
1: stuff.
5: It's in how they choose to use it yeah. They're, yeah.
0: they're equally they, they, strong. They're, yeah, they have the same amount of power It's just like you, how do you want to use it because if you go like crazy dark side Then the power can actually consume you and your body will start like deteriorating You'll turn all pale and gross your eyes will turn red but if you don't go down that way, then you kind of stay nice and fluffy, I guess. So I believe the,
2: the mythology can live to is being that... be 900 years old.
6: Yeah, also that. I believe the mythology is that the dark side is uh, easier to access. So it's like, you know, giving into temptation kind of leads to that sort of thing. But the light side is more powerful if you have patience and concentration like monks. Yes. Yeah. It's basically
4: mm-hmm. a religion.
6: It is a religion. It is. most it is. definitely yeah. it is a Like you end conversations with, yeah. may the force be with you. Yeah. Yeah. And also oh. with
1: you. And, and also, you. also with you. <laughs> yeah.
6: mm-hmm. So now, Similar. whoever has to whoever has Empire has to describe A New Hope as well. Good
4: luck. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Your time I'm is up. I'm glad I got to be the guinea pig for that shit. Right.
0: I'd have it no other way.
4: <laughs> at least I got uh, the whole plot okay. down. Well,
0: you, you did. You, you messed, The only thing you really mentioned you did not mention is at the end of the film, uh, Luke Skywalker does fly his X-wing, which is kind of like their like their fighter pilot sort of things. He flies it into the Death Star and blows it up.
6: Using so those schematics, they yeah, find a the
0: weakness. He yeah. finds a weakness, and he uses the force for the first time ever to guide two missiles down. Basically, it's asshole and blows <laughs> it up. Uh, exhaust exhaust pipe. port. No. <laughs> <laughs> up the butt. Up the butt. He, does, he shoots yeah. two rockets up its butt, and it blows it up. What? What? Mm-hmm. Up, up the
3: Death Star's yeah. butt.
1: What about all those people that are on the Death Star? Yeah, they're dead now.
4: They all die. Yeah. They're bad. They're all, guys. They're, they're all evil. They're all evil people.
0: You don't. Oh. You're not on the Death Star. If you're not. They a good also guy. don't Darth tip their waiters. Darth Vader is
4: not. He's on the clones. The main bad guy is not on the Death Star at the time. He's in a a fighter, TIE fighter, an and evil trying to fighter shoot again. down Luke. So when the star blows up, he goes spinning off into space. All
0: right, so let's well, move on to
3: Empire. Yeah. All right, I've got uh, Empire Strikes Back, and uh, the Empire gets a little pissed that they lost their most expensive weapon of mass destruction. So they take an all-scale offensive on the Rebels and push them to a ice planet called Hoth. They basically kick the Rebel Alliance ass. They kick the good guys ass, like. Totally. And Luke, Han, Leia. <laughs> totally. Like, like totally. Like, they yeah, barely it's... they barely escape. Luke is still figuring out his Jedi powers. He's like, what is all this mysterious thing? He gets beat up by a bear. And then a oh, white bear. A white bear. Yeah. A yeti. White um. power bear. And then <laughs> he's not bald. That's how you know though. he's yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> at least, least so I wasn't they, racist they, in mind. They basically escape through the skin of their teeth. Luke decides to go, you know, on a, a spirit quest to find a little green guy. And Han and Leia Yoda. go to Yoda. Jedi master. Yep. You should use Jedi these names. <laughs> They're yep. important. Yep. So he, tries, he goes off to find uh, Yoda, who is kind of the replacement for Obi-Wan Kenobi, who died in the first one. Uh, whoops. Whoops, yeah. Dude, I didn't know what the format <laughs> was. <laughs> so Luke needs to figure out more about the Force, so he goes to a, a swamp planet to find this supposed Jedi master to train him. So meanwhile, Han and Leia are still just running, booking it from the Empire, the Millennium Falcon is crapping out on them at every turn. Their hyperdrive is just not working. That's
6: their ship. That's their ship. You hate this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you it's just you.
4: so hard. Wait, yeah, what so is, is the name so, of it? I spaced. Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon. <laughs> There's so She's much. There's so much.
3: Yeah. So they make it to this beautiful city called Cloud City to Mm. a friend of Han Solo's who is trustworthy, quote-unquote.
0: Billy D. fucking williams Yep.
3: He's like, this this is a friend of mine. He's a scoundrel like I am. And Leia's like, I don't know. (laughs) And everything seems too perfect. And they're all like, oh, cool. We can breathe a little bit. And oops, it turns out Lando betrayed them all. Darth Vader's already there waiting for him with stormtroopers. And they capture him. And basically, Darth Vader tortures Han Solo, freezes him in like this material called carbonite, and basically hands him over to a bounty hunter, Boba Fett, who was looking for him. Lando kind of has a change of heart and basically breaks Leah and Chewie and the droids. It breaks him out and then they start going. They start running. At this time, Luke has already been training with Yoda. He found him. Not quite what he expected. He's a small little puppet character, mm. but he's really powerful and full of wisdom in like weird sentence order. <laughs> and so they train and then all of a sudden he's like, something's wrong. I feel, I feel disturbance. I feel trouble. And so he just leaves. So he gets to Cloud City to try and um, rescue his friends. And Darth Vader's there. So they fight. And it's revealed that Darth Vader is Luke's father.
0: Bum, bum,
3: bum. And then Darth Vader, as a father, cuts his son's hand off. Dick move, Dad. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Like most dads. Yeah. Well, first he cuts the hand off, and then he's like, I'm your father. And Luke's like, fuck that. And he jumps <laughs> off. Just cut my hand off. So he jumps. Seeming, he wa- he w- couldn't stand it, so he just jumps. Seemingly to his death. But he falls down a chute, gets stuck on like the very bottom of Cloud City, just dangling over nothing and Leia's like I sense something I sense Luke so then basically Lando <laughs> flies under them they take him away and get back to the rebel alliance kind of find their HQ up in nowhere space and they um, basically lick their wounds and they're like man this hurt
0: <laughs> and that's the end of the movie
3: do you understand that one more than a new hope yeah cool cool
0: <laughs> of
1: course i had yeah, the most that's me. why i hate
5: going first <laughs>
3: All right, Sam, we piggyback off of your mistakes.
5: Okay, Return of the Jedi. So, as you know, Han Solo's frozen in carbonite, and they're working on crafting a new Death Star. And then R2-D2 and C-3PO, these two robots that have been helping the whole time.
0: Visual aids. Mm. Um, Fuck you.
5: They're traveling on Tatooine um, with a message from Luke to Jabba the Hutt, who's the one that that has Han Solo's body right now. Oh, he's the big, like, fat, Mm slug-looking... Precisely. He's disgusting. Then, uh... A bounty hunter shows up with Chewbacca, a mysterious bounty hunter, and we see that with the bounty hunter is Lando in disguise. So something's up. Turns out that bounty hunter is Leia, and she goes and frees Han. And um, Luke shows up to negotiate their release. Jabba captures all of them, but clearly Luke's got a plan. So they're out. Uh, they're going to be dumped in this thing called a sarlacc pit, which is like a big spiky vagina in the desert. Mm and um, they're all on the ship, Lando's still in disguise, Han's kind of incapacitated, and Leia is now in that infamous slave costume being held captive by Jabba. Oh, oh. And uh, what happens is, just as Luke's about to be pushed into the Sarlacc pit, R2-D2, this little cutie here, he, uh, <laughs> he unleashes his lightsaber, and Luke's able to kind of get them off the destroyer. Leia chokes Jabba with his chain, and they all escape. Lando flies them all away, kind of redeeming himself, so it's really cool. And uh, they drop the team off at the, uh, the rebel base and Luke heads the Dagobah, which is where Yoda is. And Yoda's <laughs> dying because basically Luke's finished his training and his purpose is complete and it's a really heartfelt moment. Yoda imparts some advice and tells Luke to be careful, watch out for this Empire emperor, don't underestimate his power. And Yoda dies and it's real peaceful and sad and then he disappears. And while while he's on Dagobah, Luke also runs into Obi Wan's Force Ghost. It's kind of like I don't know if you read Harry Potter, but when Harry meets Gandalf in the train station in his mind, it's that kind of moment where they go over and we'll Obi Wan past that one, I guess.
2: <laughs> Crossover
0: You showed up Oh, sorry, wrong
5: Oh sorry. Oh, Dumb- wait. Dumbledore Gandalf, whatever. Sorry. Dumblegap Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that like old dudes with beards, All you right. know. Obi-Wan is similar. The old uh-huh. gay wizards. <laughs> <laughs> so the old gay wizard tells Luke.
2: Um, when does Sauron come in? Oh, wait. No, that's oh, no. in my movie. Um,
5: he tells him that uh, Le- or he's like, there's another one out there with the Force, and Luke realizes it's Leia. And that's why they've been able to sense each other this whole time. So they're siblings. They're twins. Um, and he goes back to the rebel base where they're planning to attack the new Death Star and um, go to the forest moon of Endor to turn off this, this shield that'll allow them to do that. They think that the Death Star's not armed and ready. Little do they know, it's a trap. <laughs> it's <laughs> a trap. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's a frap. Lando leads the team that's supposed to be blowing up the Death Star, and Han, Leia, Luke, Chewie, and the droids go down to the forest moon of Endor, where they chase some stormtroopers, and then Leia gets discovered by the Ewoks, these little furry buddies. They are really cute. Yeah. So a little wicket takes her to his village and His, his name is Wicket? Yeah. No. Oh. God. <laughs> Damn it. No. Yeah.
4: Well, I'm not prepared for this <laughs> You bad, had Jalous. You missed it. They're not mm. as cute. They're so terrifying. The they're rest of the team terrifying. gets captured
5: by the Ewoks who are about to eat them, but C3, they think C-3PO is a god, so they're able to kind of finagle them as allies, and then they go to attack this base, where it turns out, of course, it's a trap, so they were expected, but the Ewoks help fight them off, and so they're able to actually end up destroying um, the base and take down the shield. Do the Ewoks destroy the base? Yeah, they help. Mm-hmm. They're pretty skilled.
3: <laughs> they help. They don't... They help oh, oh, oh. Their hands aren't they're big enough to like start the charge on the detonator, <laughs> no, but I mean, they can at least get the, the Han Solo too are there. They're really
2: crafty. They
1: are yeah.
5: super, they're super very, very, crafty. Very crafty. Mm. They also seem to reject um, defensive technology, but they seem to embrace helpful technology like C-3PO. We'll talk more about that later, you guys. Anyway. Um, Which one is C-3PO? C-3PO is the taller robot the gold, here. The yeah. golden yeah. one. The this golden guy. god. Yeah. Um, so anyway, meanwhile, Luke goes back to the, the um, Galactic Empire thing, and he... Um, He's there with Emperor and he's there with Vader. He's trying to save his dad, he's trying to redeem him. And he's watching his friends just get their asses kicked in this space battle, cause Lando and his team are like fighting and fighting and fighting, waiting for this shield to come down. And so Luke and Vader start fighting and you can see Luke possibly succumbing to the dark side cause he's filled with rage. Uh, but Luke jumps away from the situation. I mean, he's still there, but he like evades Vader and he tells the Emperor, I'm never gonna join you. So the Emperor starts shooting lightning out of his fingers and electrocuting him. And Vader actually has a moment where he has a change of heart. He kills the Emperor, and uh, and he saves Luke, and they run. But Vader's pretty badly injured, so he dies. Um, but they have a moment where Luke takes off his masks and looks him in the eye, and they you know they reconcile. Lando and his team are able to destroy the base because the shields down. Things get blown up. It's awesome. The Death Star is once again for real dead. But so is the Emperor, and so is Vader. So there's no chance of it being rebuilt again. And everybody goes back down to the forest moon of Endor where they have a kick-ass party with the little Ewoks and some force ghosts show up to tell Luke he did a good job.
1: The end. Wow. Big emotional arc there. Yeah. 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 The first trilogy. Yeah.
0: If you liked emotions, wait till you get to the next one. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, all right, so now imagine
1: that's
0: 1983. So imagine that that's it for Star Wars until 1999. You've got nothing. Like, n- unless you're into like the uh, the expanded universe, which and I am, but you know not everyone has oh, to yeah. be. I understand. Um, so, all those years later, we finally get my movie, which is called The Phantom Menace, and this was. Uh,
1: That's a good title,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yep. Uh,
2: <laughs> and it keeps on. It's the, the gift that keeps on giving, right there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so my movie picks up where there is are uh, introducing new characters. We're kind of going back. Uh, we're going back to see the origin, basically, of kind of, of Obi-Wan and kind of of Darth Vader. So my movie picks up when there is this big confusion between the planet of Naboo and the Trade Confederation, or whatever they're called. And they're not agreeing on they're basically the terms of commerce, essentially. So they send in two Jedi to basically sign a treaty and fix everything. And so the Jedi that show up are this one called Qui-Gon Jinn, who trained Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan, a young version of Obi-Wan, who's kind of like still learning, and he's like, I can do
3: it. A hot version of Obi-Wan. Yeah, a hot Ewan McGregor, McGregor version
0: of, of Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, and instead of signing the treaty, the Trade Federation goes, ah, we're just going to attack the planet. So that's what they do, and they start an all-out war on Naboo, for reasons. The two Jedi go, that's not good. So they go down to the planet, they take the queen of Naboo, which is played by Natalie Portman, um... So they take her and they get her off the planet, but while trying to escape the planet, because it's a war, the Mm. ship gets shot a whole bunch. So they land on Tatooine and they're like, alright, so we need to find the parts for our ship to fix this. And when they're trying to do that, they find this little boy. It's like, wow, I like this kid, I don't know why, but this kid's got something. It turns out he's just super strong with the force. So they talk to this kid, they figure out a way to get their parts if he wins this thing called a pod race. Which is just basically like um, NASCAR for space so they win they get the parts and part of the agreement to get the parts to fix the ship was that we get to free this boy who is i forgot to mention a slave um so they free him but they're not able to free his mother so the kid's like damn it i'm gonna miss my mom but at least i get to be a jedi because these guys are gonna go train me so they take him to the city of coruscant while there they take him to the jedi temple like all right check out this kid he's super strong in the force like he is a badass and like yeah he is but he's too old so we're not gonna train him and Qui like, "What the fuck is this? I really want to train this kid." He's like, "Well, you already have a Padawan. He's right, literally right there." There he is. Obi Wan's oh, like, "Thanks, man." Obi Wan's like, oh, "What the fuck, man?" And he's like, "No, no, no. I, I, he can train him. How about Obi Wan trains him?" I'm like, "No, no, no. You left your job. You have a whole thing on Naboo to deal with. Why don't you go deal with that, and then we can talk about the kid?" So, like, all right. So we're gonna go back. They take the kid. They take everybody. They go back to the planet, and they're like, "All right. So we're gonna meet up with his indigenous tribe of Gungans. I'm gonna kind of breeze over the Gungans because they're kind of a weak point in my movie. Um, But they take the Gungans, and they're going to fight the droid army, which is from the Federation, Uh, the queen, and her people are going to go try to take over the guy who's basically in charge of the Federation, who's in her throne room, and the Jedi get sucked into a battle with a a Sith who's been charging this whole thing. His name is Darth Maul, he's got horns, he's got a red and black face, he's got a double-sided lightsaber, total badass. So they start fighting him, the Gungans are fighting their thing, and Natalie Portman and her people are fighting their thing. And they all kind of start to succeed or fail in certain ways. So the Gungans kind of lose their fight the jedi win their fight but qui-gon dramatically dies um and in his dying words he's like hey obi-wan train that boy he's like yeah but we're not supposed to train the boy." He's like, all right i'll do it so now he's going to train the boy uh and natalie portman just wins because she's natalie portman so the gungans are like i don't know what we're gonna do with all these fucking droids but little do they know that anakin skywalker has stolen his way into a ship and has flown up and he knocks out the big satellite thing that controls controls all the droids and all the droids die. So the Gungans kind of get a, a gimme win. But they win. Hmm. So at the end of everything, Anakin Skywalker is going to be trained by Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon is dead. Naboo is fine-ish because there's no longer the Trade Federation. But there's still a little bit of turmoil there, which will get into an attack the clones. And uh, I think that's it. Did I hit everything? I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Do you have questions?
1: So Anakin Skywalker then later becomes Darth, Darth Vader. Vader? Vader? Yes. Okay.
0: But right now
4: he's only like ten. Nine. Oh, so he's the little kid. Yeah, he's the little kid. Yeah, that's the only thing you didn't mention. There's a Weird Al song (laughs) if
0: you need to catch up. Yeah, my bad. I thought that was
2: was my fault.
1: Interesting. Okay, next. Yeah.
2: All right, so now we have episode two, Attack of the Clones. This is 2002. So now Senator Amadella, which was Natalie Portman's character, she was the queen of Naboo. She's now a senator. Uh, She returns to Coruscant. And so as uh, Padme is is returning to Coruscant, there's an assassination attempt on her. And so the Jedi Council is, you know, called together and Jedi Knights are sent to protect her and aid her, right? And so the two Jedi Knights that they send her are Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker. And now he's 19. So nice, good-looking, you know, 19-year-old dude now coming back to see, you know, his, you know, sweetheart queen that he met, you know, 10 years ago. And he's he's pretty sweet on her. Oh, and he's sweet on her. And yeah. it's it's he makes it very very
1: creepily
2: obvious <laughs> that he's like really into it.
1: And she does
4: she she warms to him. She, warms she
2: certainly <laughs> does. Okay.
4: Have you seen Rocky? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. It's similar yeah, to that. Actually. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's a little. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: The um, warm goes away. <laughs> so there's a huge shift that's starting to happen. A lot of people are getting irked at stuff that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Briefly from my film, there was a guy named Palpatine who basically becomes Speaker of the House at the end of my film yeah. through some clever trickery House of Cards action. Where uh,
2: Chancellor, yeah, Chancellor Palpatine uh, is moving a vote in the Republic to create a Republic army. Because to fight, you know, separatists. What they have right now is just Jedi, and the Jedi aren't going to be enough to fight this huge thing. And so he's trying to push the Republic to make a decision to create some sort of army somewhere. Mean, again, meanwhile, Obi-Wan's kind of sent away to, to this planet called Kamino. When he arrives at Kamino, uh, he finds out that this planet is entirely designed just to create clones. And this clone army was originally requested by a Jedi from, whatever, 15 years ago, wh- who has died. And so he finds this really interesting, because why would the Jedis need two million clones and an army at that? And so he reports this to Yoda, and so they're also questioning this stuff. So they sent, they also go out, uh, Yoda and Mace Windu go out to find out what what's really happening. Obi-Wan kind of finds finds out about the about Django Fett and finds out that he was the he was the bounty hunter. And so now he's kind of he's, they start fighting this huge epic battle and head to a different planet.
1: Does, the, does the next movie happen soon?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
4: was gonna
1: say Well, <laughs> oh, wow. I gave
2: no details about my movie. I still hit my
4: three minute mark.
2: <laughs> Basically <laughs> So they all they all end up at Geonosis. There's this huge epic battle be- between uh, all of the Jedi Knights and the Droid Army. And then Yoda flies in with the-, the Clone Army, is now fighting for the for the Republic, fighting with the Jedi, and they come in and just destroy, yeah, destroy the Droid Army. And at this point, we find out IOS Count Dooku is trying to escape that he has the plans for the Death Star. So he has the plans. He takes off. Um, at this point, Anakin and uh, Senator Adala. They get married on beautiful Naboo.
5: It's also important that Jedis mom. aren't supposed to have relationships, right?
0: Yeah. They're not. They're yes. supposed to be, Well, cuz they're they're
2: like monks. Jedi
1: sins. Yep. They're, right. they're
2: like monks. Yep. And that
1: that's a lot of drama there. That's huge. it. Oh. oh
2: no, that, no, no, no.
0: Keep going. Th- th- there's no way that's pretty much it. There's a lot that happens. <laughs> it mean, is it's
2: huge. I mean, this is like the setup for a lot of the the drama for all of the rest of your movies. So Ryan, let's see if you can get right.
0: that 3-minute mark. All right.
2: So, uh, my movie
6: is called The Revenge of the Sith. We have the the okay. bad guys, the Sith, title. they come back. Not as good as Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sure. Or, or, or a meal too. Uh, so, my movie starts with a, uh, we see Anakin uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi are, they're, they're on a mission to rescue Chancellor Palpatine, who has been held captive by uh, General Grievous. They, uh, oh. Obi-Wan and Anakin infiltrate his ship to rescue Chancellor Palpatine, and they get to him and... Uh, Count Dooku comes out, and uh, eventually Anakin gets the best of him and picks up his lightsaber. And he has kind of like he has Count Dooku on the ground, and he's holding both of his lightsabers around his neck. And Chancellor Palpatine says, "Kill him." And it's kind of against the Jedi code to kill anybody; they're supposed to like take them in for trial to the the temple and stuff. But Anakin does. He cuts off his head, and Obi Wan actually doesn't see any of it because he's still knocked out at this point. Uh, but he he grabs. Um, Actually, Palpatine tells him to leave Obi-Wan. He, they'll slow him down, but he doesn't. Anakin grabs his friend, throws him over his shoulder. They're, like, making their way to the, the cockpit of the ship, and they uh, Obi-Wan wakes up, and they basically fly it and crash land on the Coruscant. And at this point, um, Anakin and Queen Amidala are united, and she tells him that she's pregnant. So this is a, a real trouble for a couple who isn't supposed to be a couple, and they're pregnant. Uh, Anakin wants her to get a... Uh, Space abortion, and she doesn't want to do it. She wants to keep it. Uh, And Anakin has a a vision in his sleep that she's going to die in childbirth. So he like kind of he takes her life. uh, He holds her life more important than their babies, and he's like really afraid for her. He feels like he can't live without her. Um, Aww. um, And then uh, he goes back to Palpatine, and uh, Palpatine he knows about Anakin's vision that he loses uh, Padme in childbirth. And he tells him, uh, you know, there's this, this dark Sith Lord once who, who figured out that uh, you could save people's lives with the Force. You can manipulate their metachlorians and bring them back from the dead or whatever. And Anakin is, like, super interested in this because he wants to save Padme's life. Uh, and then he kind of, uh, Palpatine reveals that he actually was trained by his former master in the dark side of the Force. And he knows all these techniques and that together, if they work together, they can save Padme's life. Uh, And then he he asks Anakin to spy on the Jedi Council for him. And Anakin, at this point, is like, I don't know if I can trust you. You just said you know the dark side. You're asking me to spy on my friends. So he goes back to the Council and tells Mace Windu. And Mace Windu is like, okay, we got to stop Palpatine now. And he, he goes in and confronts him, and he tries to arrest him. And at this point, Palpatine pulls out a lightsaber, and we see that he's trained to full Dark Jedi Master, Uh, He fights Mace Windu and Anakin is like, no, stop, you can't kill Palpatine uh, to Mace Windu. And we see for the first time that Emperor Palpatine has had this force lightning ability that we saw, you know, in Return of the Jedi. Uh, He uses it against Mace Windu, who kind of like uses his lightsaber to reflect it back on Emperor Palpatine, who it like really scars his face. And, And Anakin, even though he came into this fight thinking that they needed to arrest Palpatine and that he's a bad guy, He's too uh, drawn to the idea of saving Padme's life, and he actually saves Emperor Palpatine's life by stopping Mace Windu, which allows Palpatine to get the advantage and send him flying out into the the city of Coruscant to fall to his death. Uh, At this point, Emperor Palpatine takes um, Anakin Skywalker under his wing as his new apprentice. He kneels before him, uh, devotes himself to Palpatine. Palpatine declares him Darth Vader. At this point... Palpatine issues uh, one of the most heart-wrenching moments in the movies. He orders uh, Order 66. So we have this montage showing us all the clone troopers with all the Jedis we've grown to love, everybody in the uh, in the council, they're all getting gunned down. They're being betrayed. They're being shot in the back. They're being blown up. We see Yoda. He's like the strongest Jedi master. He He really feels this, and he suspects something is up. And we see Obi Wan. He gets shot at by his troopers, but he's riding on the back of a beast, and he uh, jumps out of the way. And he actually survives. They can't find him. So those two Jedi do survive Order sixty six. Uh, so Anakin comes back, and he he runs into like all the Padawan learners at the Jedi Temple. He just opens up his lightsaber, and we don't see it, but he he murders everybody, all the little kids and the uh, the, yeah. all the younglings. He
2: slaughtered the younglings. And, uh, oh.
6: Uh, he, he goes out yeah, he and... He goes dark. Yeah, yeah, he goes real dark, real fast. <laughs> he goes out and he goes to the, the Separatist leaders who are generally peaceful people. He murders all of them. So Obi-Wan takes Padme and they go to Mustafar, which is the planet where uh, Anakin was taking out those, the peaceful people, and, and confronts him. He says, I know what you did. You're evil. And, uh, and they have a great lightsaber duel. And at the same time, Yoda confronts Palpatine on Coruscant and they have a lightsaber duel. Uh, eventually uh, Yoda is kind of defeated, but he escapes. Um, Obi-Wan defeats Anakin and gives this really epic speech uh, to, to Anakin and kind of leaves him burning in the, in the lava. And he takes Padme back to give birth on like an asteroid medical facility. Uh, Palpatine comes and picks up Anakin's uh, still living, but really badly damaged body takes him to a different medical facility, and we see at the same time, uh, he's putting him back together, putting all the, the Darth Vader armor on him, and we hear the, the epic breathing for the first time, and then at the same time, Padme is giving birth, and we find out that she's having twins, and she does die in, in childbirth just after seeing them. Turns out that's Luke and Leia Skywalker.
1: Oh, comes around. And, and it then we, we it closes
6: on my favorite, The Binary Sunset on Tatooine. Aww. Mm. Two suns.
0: Okay, so that is a three to four minute breakdown of each yeah. one of the films. <laughs> And the podcast is over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I was going to do seven minutes, but it seemed that the breakdowns were a little bit longer than I thought. and We're all going to get five minutes per movie. Oh, okay. So at this Go point... On. To start this off, Tony will be our guinea
4: pig, and fuck. he's so happy to do it. I hate it. I got stuck with the movie I didn't want.
0: <laughs> You'll,
1: I do yeah. You'll do great. You'll do great. I was
4: so it. traded with yeah. you and won the shit out of this. I, I kind of have to look at Sam the entire time, too, and it pisses me off.
5: I'm feeling confident enough to go first, though. No, we we, we, we got to go in the time. right order. Okay, we got to go okay. in the order. I tried. See, no, I was the, trying to be nice. No, no you weren't.
4: <laughs> no, I'm trying to fucking win this thing. You're trying to show up and be like, fuck it. Everyone else try. I'm just going to roll with it, see what happens. Right, you ready? Roll with it. All right, you started. All right, I started. All right, I'm, I'm going to convince you why Star Wars is not only the best Star Wars movie, but one of the best movies ever made. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's and starting <laughs> with that. Wow. A couple fun facts to start with. This movie was supposed to be terrible. It was supposed to be a flop. The studio gave him a small budget. It was $11 million to make this movie. No one thought it was going to be good. For dis- distribution, no, less than forty theaters wanted to uh, to release it. They had to, Fox had to bribe them to release it because no one wanted to play it. Lucas took a huge director's uh, uh, fee- cut on his director's fee. And uh, got back in for merchandising, which everyone thought was a joke, because merchandising never worked for movies.
3: Who's going to want toys for this thing?
4: Yeah, exactly. The movie got well, released... a toy named Luke. <laughs> the movie got Who released... Who wants a cool right, droid this toy? This isn't counting. You, you guys are cutting in. You can't do you that. You can cut in during this part. Yeah. I mentioned yeah. that earlier. How do
0: you not listen to anything I say? But you, you ruined What are you talking about, Brian? I stopped listening. <laughs> movie, Sorry, I was thinking about cutting in. The movie
4: grossed $300 million. In. $300 million back then was... With inflation, the highest grossing movie besides Gone with the Wind. It was insane.
1: Gone with the Wind is so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so what
4: what made That would have my whole what approach? I knew hope <laughs> resonate with so many people though. What, what, what was such the what was the spark for it? What was it was new. It was groundbreaking in every in every way. It was something that no one had seen before. It's different than everything that was made up to that point. And that's what makes the movie really good. Definitely mentioned the ties to the Western genre like the, uh, genre. No, the western definitely not going which to movie are, <laughs> oh,
1: which movie are you this is this is
4: i'm this, i'm after him oh but i'm actually trying to help awesome. you too no that's fine i don't i don't i don't want it <laughs> um so obviously uh special effects in this movie re- were revolutionary like for the last 20 years like nothing really developed since the 1950s special effects wise this movie came out and that was a focus like post houses came up, you know, visual effects house opened up after this like it it revolution I like we wouldn't have the visual effects today if it wasn't for Star Wars because it kind of sparked that movement Which which is awesome <laughs> Because it's the best <laughs> um, That being said all the, all those cool things and like that's not what makes the movie good It makes it watchable. I mean you look at Citizen Kane. I don't know how you feel about that movie it's a good one. Okay, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, wow, appeal I to your judge. No, no, you're can, wrong. But, but at the same time, I respect it because what it did for cinematography is is ridiculous, but that's not what makes it a good movie.
1: What don't you like about Citizen Kane? It doesn't matter.
4: <laughs> it's boring. Rosebud, fucking Rosebud. <laughs> that's what I don't like about it. Who's okay.
1: Rosebud? Okay, but, you and your endings, why, but why? But why Star Wars?
4: Why Star Wars? Why this Star is why Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. It has a special one. I'm going to bring up the score. I'm not going to harp on it though. But John Williams' score of this movie is one of the best, if not the best, scores to any movie ever made. It really is a fucking phenomenal.
1: (laughs) It's a Latin marching band. Anyone (laughs) can
4: hear the music and know what it comes from. That doesn't happen that often. It does happen, but not that often. The reason this movie is good is, and I'm going to go back to the characters, because the characters are what make this movie watchable, enjoyable, and fun to for everybody. You have Luke Skywalker, who's who's a foreign boy, who who has dreams to being something bigger than he is, and he's stuck in a hole. He's stuck in literally a hole that he lives in, basically. And he wants to break free. You have Han Solo, who's super cocky, super conceited, um, super selfish in every... Way imaginable, but at the end of the movie, he comes and redeems himself. He's cute, too, huh? He's cute. Yeah. Young Harrison Ford. Mm. He is mm. very Harrison much a, a nice old piece Harrison of meat Ford, there. Old Harrison Ford, right? Mm. Your Princess Leia <laughs> is a huge, huge character for women. She's powerful. She, While she does get rescued by men in the movie, you never she feel... She still like, makes fun of them. You never feel like she needed to. I mean, she gets tortured. She watches her home planet get destroyed and still doesn't give up the information that they're looking for I mean that's empowering and that doesn't happen today and yet it happened in 1977 and then you have Darth Vader who's one of the most iconic and one of the best villains of all time and If Marvel could base any villain on Darth Vader, they would actually find a villain that's worth representing I mean the first time you see Vader interact with the enemy he strangles a guy or crushes a guy's throat with his bare hand the second time he uses the force to strangle one of his own people it just it's insane you're immediately terrified from the beginning the characters and their their interactions are what make this fun because you get the bickering of Luke, it's basically a, a love story between the three of them kind of loose. Uh, it's Luke, Han trying to get with Princess Leia at the time before you found out that they were related because you didn't know in that movie.
1: Yeah, that's real fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But you don't
4: know in that movie. So when you watch it for the first time, you don't have that. You don't even think about that. But it's basically them. Han is having fun with it. Luke Skywalker is kind of like this guy who's kind of too young and too innocent to really know what he's up against, and he's fighting this huge war with these huge consequences, but he just doesn't get it. And to watch these characters all interact and all play out, that's what makes it fun. Ten seconds. The sci-fi, the score, all that stuff is great, but the characters are what make you go back to it.
1: Why is it the best of the movies?
4: Why is it the best of the movies? Oh, man, that sucks
0: (laughs) she asked the question that you could defend the movie with. Right before I
4: have to cut That's you fine. off. I don't think... Feel, I can
3: like even I answer the question. Feel like when she asks that and the time's up, he has one sentence to... No, 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 no. no. It's We're totally. cutting people off. Okay. Uh-huh. This is not like no, a come debate.
5: Come on. <laughs> Give him one debate. sentence. No, he, he it. Darth Bryan has spoken. <clears>
4: <gasps> <gasps> it's Empire. Yeah, yeah, if it I like, guarantee, guarantee you'll, you'll be like, yeah, sure, but it's me. No, I'm doing this for time. Tony loses. Just say it real quick. Tony loses. Say it real quick. Tony loses. I
3: can't. It's the rules.
0: Rules are rules are rules. Go, John.
3: All right. So, Empire Strikes Back easily until well, until I guess until Revenge of the Sith, one of the darkest of the trilogy. Uh, it the thing I want to point out that's so great about it is it has the best sci-fi romance, the best sci-fi like chemistry, like Han Solo and Leia. It's just that itself is pretty energetic, and
1: you're just saying that because I'm a girl.
3: No, it is. I'm I'm impressed too. Like because you
0: just <laughs> said you like gone in the wind. He's like, all right, romance, I got it. <laughs> romance, I got <laughs> it.
3: But the the, the movie starts and just doesn't stop. It starts with the empire attacking the rebels. They're on the run, like the good guys. And this hasn't really been seen before, but the good guys are just they're not they're not dealing well with it. So you know, you have a classic hero story in in uh, a new hope, and they win. It's like, well, usually when the bad guys are defeated, they just kind of fizzle out, but no, the empire doubles their efforts. They're on top of it. They're actually really a threat. Darth Vader is even more of a threat. No one's kind of bossing them around and being like, "Hey, use the force on this guy." Blah blah blah. he's just taken out the good guys. And so they're constantly on the run. So that's really exciting. The movie is exciting. There's a lot of tension. And it just, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Um, It is the, like Boba Fett comes into play again. Like, in the chronology, he's, he's first introduced here. But he's got the best lines. He's, in the short time he's in there, he's just like what
1: lines? Yeah, what are you talking? about? Does he speak? <laughs> he has
0: like three lines in the whole movie.
3: Well, he's Kill him. he's mysterious. He's <laughs> terribly <laughs> mysterious. He's, he's, mysterious. No he's like a flying good.
2: monkey 16 from 16 the seconds of bombs. Screen
0: Time. He's no good to be dead. Okay. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, really? <laughs> great, great line.
0: Oh, that's my favorite line ever
2: <laughs> in all of Star Wars,
0: all of movie <laughs> history.
3: And arguably, Yoda is the best in this. In this one, he is the kind of the.
1: And this is the one where he's uh, he's like mentoring.
3: He's mentoring Luke, and he's yeah. giving him kind of the basics of the Force, and he's very he's very kind of playful with him. Like he's got he's got kind of a, a nice back and forth with Luke. I mean, and he's a puppet. Like the puppetry is really amazing. He's very tactile, very kind of like, ooh, you think you're so hot. you think you're hot shit. And he's well, voiced he's, by Frank Oz. Frank which Oz, is
0: fucking awesome. Hmm.
3: So this is probably the best version of him in any of the movies. Very fun to watch. And you think like, how can such a little <laughs> little dweeb be so powerful? <laughs> he has such he has such a funny intro too. He just kind of is like this creature rooting through Luke's like stuff, and Luke's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And he's like, well, I'm actually the Jedi Master, <laughs> and I'm going to train you. And it's very funny. It's very kind of lightened. But then he turns around and it's like, well, Luke, there's dark side in you. And he, it's a really kind of great moment of just training and saying that the Force is more than just lifting things and more than just. It kind of complicates it, you know. gives gives the good gives good drama, as it were. And then we've got the, you know, we've introduced Lando, great character, great kind of. There's more scoundrels in the universe. Han's jealous, you know. He's a smoother guy. He's, you can sense history there. But he's, you know, kind of a jerk. And it's, it's Billy D. Williams. It's Billy like, D. Williams.
0: <laughs> like when I finally get my Pitbull, I'm naming it. Billy D. Williams, because he is the greatest. So you, you
3: can you can actually stop there. Billy D. Williams is, is great, but that whole scenario on Cloud City, the betrayal, a lot of betrayal at the end, a lot of twists and turns, and uh, a lot of like just that kind of romance, like the budding romance of like Hanalea is just great. Because at the end they have that this iconic line, I love you. And she admits her love to him as he's being frozen. He's like, Yeah, I know. And he gets frozen, and then boom, that's it. And it just ends on such a dark note. And it just feels so exciting. It's something like you you don't you've never really seen before. And arguably, I would say that you're, you're, when you're watching the you know Revenge of the Sith, you're just like, oh, okay. It's dark, I guess. He killed a bunch of kids. That's really that's that's I that's, guess I guess <laughs> that's whatever. But I like guess child this this this, <laughs> this this one earns the twist, earns the dark, the kind of the dark ending. Everyone's like, well, we tried. Like we were we gave it our go, and we just really got our asses kicked and handed to us, and. the the character of Luke Skywalker gets developed a lot more and just that reveal of Vader being his father even though we know it from the prequels there's still that moment where when Luke finds it out it is horrifying
0: and if you haven't watched the prequels first I mean this was like one of the biggest twists of all time biggest twist of all time like nobody saw this this was a huge deal like Luke being uh, Vader being Luke's father was like it's one of the greatest like movie moments in history. Like if you mm-hmm. have like like a list of top ten movie moments, this is usually in that top ten. It's like that and, big and iconic of a moment. And when
2: you talk I, about you know, major lines that people remember, I am Luke, I am your father, you know, a little butchered, but a that's little. Yeah. well but that's what people no, say. But you sure. know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, just that's just one of the most iconic lines of movie history.
3: So you you've just gotten like you're just in a rough spot and then that final line is just the, the clincher, and everyone's lied up to, to him up to this point. Obi Wan is like, no, you know, Darth Vader killed your father, in New Hope he's like, oh cool. Why would you kill my father? He's like, no, I am. It's such a great moment, and it, and I mean, I like downer endings, but this there's a sense of like, we must fight on, at the very end, the last shot where Luke and Leia are just like, okay, we got to regroup. It really without this movie, the ending of Return of the Jedi isn't as inspiring, because it's like this is our darkest hour. And, yeah, I mean, so great <laughs> well, basically, without this movie, there would not be a third movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does what the sequel is supposed to do it It takes that world and just really raises the stakes and does it properly. It's like maybe maybe the good guys won't win like if this gives you doubt, and that's a really strong part of this movie. It's like they just blew up a death star, but they lose five seconds.
1: Why is it the best movie <laughs> <laughs> Awww. Yoda.
0: (laughs) Alright Sam, you ready? Yeah. Go!
5: Okay, so Return of the Jedi is far and away the best and uh, the the reason is because you've had all these disparate wonderful characters that everyone's talked about finally coming together as a team and you see a glimpse of that when they go in and rescue Han from Jabba. How they're all working together, even down to little R2-D2 all the way up to Lando Calrissian who gets to redeem himself. Enough that they make him a general and let him lead this mission. And, um, and then you see it really when they land on Endor, you have your core characters. You have Luke, Han, and Leia all together. You have your you have the Wookiee, you've got the robots. It's, it's really great, like this sense of adventure and this sense that like maybe we can do this. And you see how it's just like the few of them up against this galactic empire. Because the first shot you see in the movie is just all the bad guys they're up against. And so there's these high stakes, but you have this team and you know that because they love each other so much, and because they're all in, like, the force for good is going to win. I mean, it's not without tension, The the time, like, the audience knows it's a trap long before Lando and them do, so you're just watching this, like, shaking on the edge of your seat the whole time, like, oh, are they gonna get out? Because you finally have gotten, you know, Lando's finally earned the admiration that you have for him, and you're like, oh, is he gonna get out? And, and you're so worried about Luke, because, um, because Yoda warns him right before he dies, his last words to Luke are a warning, and Luke still goes like he just is so he believes so badly that he can redeem his daddy. He goes ahead, um, and and he trusts himself to to face this emperor alone, and oh, and when Vader like steps in, it's so it's such an emotional moment when you when Vader um, steps in and like just t- defends his son. It's like it's the whole thing is a redemption story. It's really beautiful, like. It's just the whole thing is so emotional and it's all about resolution, it's all about resilience. I mean, everyone here has been through the ringer and it's just so cool to see them come out on top and and, uh, to see them kind of rally. I mean, the cool thing too, I joke a lot about how much I love Ewoks, but the cool thing about it is their bond as a team is so strong. They're able to kind of rally this like, Ewoks are a really old race, C-3PO talks about that. They're able to kind of rally this old like natural force to come to their aid as a team, and you learn that Leia has the Force. It's so cool when Luke tells her that they're siblings, and she's like, oh. Like, it all clicks in her head, and she kind of starts to use it and trust herself more in the battle. And it's really cool, because he talks about, I love you, I know. There's a moment when Leia takes a bullet while she's trying to help Han blow up this uh, this station. And uh, he goes to protect her, and they're cornered by a stormtrooper. And she shows him she's got a gun hidden, and he goes, I love you, and she goes, I know. Like, right back at you. It's such a cool, like, everything is just so freaking cool. It's everything you've wanted, and it's so much resolution, and there's nothing better. Like, for me, at least in movies, and I don't know, there's nothing better than seeing a team come together from a really genuine and earned place. And so it's just, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And um, the scenes with Jabba are, like, really fun and colorful and weird. I love the puppetry and the practical puppetry. It looks super cool. Um, Same with the Ewoks. It's so cute because like because they're little people in costumes There's a very particular physicality that is just an absolute joy to watch (laughs) There's also a really cool moment where Chewbacca the big one grabs a rope, grabs two Ewoks and swings onto this big two-legged At-At Walker machine. Swings like a freaking pirate with these Ewoks on him. How do you not want to see that? Like He that also does like a, a
3: Tarzan yell yeah. and Chewbacca and, speak. Oh, and every
5: time, and every time <laughs> the Ewoks, every time the Ewoks attack, they go, I <laughs> it's, So it's just like, it's, it's a joy to watch. It's funny. There's so much humor in it from beginning to end. Even, even as Yoda's dying, he's like cracking jokes about how good he looks for 900 years old. And, so there's just a joy to watching it. It it really feels earned too. I mean, these two movies are great, but this one is just like the perfect resolution. And um, and I don't know, like another thing, not to bring down anyone else's movie, but you heard how complicated the plot and the prequels were. This one hey. is so much simpler. <laughs> Wait, Good guys win, bad guys lose, hope prevails. You know, and it's there's there's such a universal simplicity to that. And I think that's why these movies have resonated for such a long time and, and Return of the Jedi is just such a beautiful culmination of that whole journey. And That's why I think it's the best.
4: You said hope prevails. Where did they get a new hope from?
5: I told you. Um, it's, From my it's, movie. It's standing on the backs of good movies, but it takes it, that mm, and, and gives it the worthy, and gives mm-hmm. it the worthy so conclusion. So without
4: my movie, your movie would not exist. Well, that's
5: how trilogies work.
4: <laughs> interesting.
5: <laughs> wow, storytelling.
4: Arguably, you really only need
3: parts two and three as a rule of trilogies. So I don't know about that first one. <laughs> hey. Hey.
0: <laughs> that's completely I mean, false.
4: That's I just pretty much threw
0: that
3: side of the table <laughs> under the bus.
4: That, hey. I mean, that's what <laughs> makes it hard because... The, these three movies do build on each other, and it's really hard to... When you said someone said it's impossible to pick which one's the best one, I think that's why. Well, it
3: should stand to reason, like, when you were defending Star, the A New Hope, sort of, I was like, I really like that movie. I want it. like, yeah. that's my pick. And then it got to mine, and I'm like, for non-selfish reasons, like, I really like what this movie is doing, and then you're selling me on Return of the Jedi. It's I can't just, pick between our three. Yeah.
5: It's just so joy, like for me this one is just so joyous from beginning to end because it kind of hits all my sweet spots, like I love cute shit for sure. Princess Leia gets to come into her full badassery. Like watching her kill Jabba after he's kind of degraded her is so cool, like she's just like choking him. Like it's it's personal and it's like you're an asshole and like just, oh it's so great. And yeah, and the robots get good moments. Seeing little Ewoks worshiping C-3PO is a hoot. Like it's, I don't know, it's great. What are the names of your three movies? Oh. A, a New, New
3: Hope. Hope, Empire Strikes Back,
5: Return of the Jedi. Okay.
6: That, uh, Tony's movie in theaters and like theatrically is called Star Wars, but the subtitle is A New Hope.
0: That came later. Yeah. Way,
4: way later. It did, but it did have Episode Four, I think, right? Nope. Nope. No, oh, really. Nope. Not, originally, not it just originally had Star no. Wars, and that was it. Mm-hmm. I thought it had. Well, I've read an article saying it did have Episode Four on it because it was a throwback to like Flash Gordon, like TV shows. I, and that's why it I was episode. Believe... Oh, maybe, maybe I, it did. Maybe I'll just double the episode check for...
0: later, but I don't think it did. I mean, that was an. I think camera. that
4: was an IMDb trivia thing, so I don't okay. know how accurate. I can change
3: it, it in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right,
4: exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so I'm gonna go next. Why my movie's the
3: best?
1: <laughs> it's a good place to start.
0: It is. Uh, so no, the the thing about mine is uh, it really is. The reason why I think people even enjoy it, because this movie, like, out of all of them, it's either mine or Graham's that gets, like, the most flack. Like, people just really attack the shit out of these movies.
1: They sure uh, do.
0: And the thing is, is that, like, I honestly think, and I'm not just being sarcastic here, there is a voice for quality in my film. And the main reason is, is that this was the first Star Wars film that actually, in my opinion, attempted to go for a broader audience. And the way that it did that was by trying to have, like, bigger themes and stuff, like, like bigger themes, bigger stories, bigger everything. They just really tried to, like, up everything. It's so by having, like, political things in there. They tried to have more of a thing for kids in there with this character called Jar Jar, who fucking blows if you're above the age of, like, seven. But if you're a little kid, Jar Jar is the funniest thing ever. He's an mm. entirely CGI character, first time ever. So from beginning to end, there's no, like, live action with him whatsoever. And it was a huge, like, feat that they made this thing. They did not win an Academy Award for it because it came out the same year as The Matrix, which did everything better, but whatever. Um, but that was like a really big and kind of cool thing. It just sucks that the character wasn't that great. But at the same time, if you were a child and this was your first like introduction to Star Wars, this was awesome. Like this was like the coolest thing ever because the main character is not Luke, who's like a teenager or kind of a little bit older. It's a kid. Like it's another kid, so like that's me. It's kind of like watching the Goonies for a kid. Where it's like, oh, I can do this. I can fly a spaceship. There's I a can sense take of them.
3: there's a sense of wonder in, yeah. in yours through the eyes of Anakin as a kid that the other movies don't have. That it's not jaded or cynical. Yeah, and, which like, is that, good or bad.
0: Yeah, and like that's why I think there there are moments to my movie that make it an, a legitimate good film. I, I, as much as I feel like I should try to be defending it as the best at the table, it's tough to do because it's not the iconic Star Wars or Empire or Jedi. It's not one of those, but it is a. In its own right, there are good things in it, and there are things like like Anakin, like the leap forward in special effects. That the pod music, race, the pod race that scene. Pod race is amazing. I was, I was saving that for the end. But yeah. The other thing that did is they brought back John Williams, who continued to do the score, and he wrote what I think is one of his best pieces of music throughout the entire Star Wars. It's called the Duel of Fates. And it is fucking amazing. Like it is like a wonderful, wonderful piece of music, and it is epic and it's dramatic and it comes in right at the right moment. They even use it again later in the series because it was so good. Like they did a lot of really great things in this movie, and it's not that it's the best film ever, but it is. Mm, I could argue that it's the best out of the prequel trilogy, and people will fight me to the death on that. But I honestly think that it is. Um, but with that, I would say, do you have any questions? No one has left. Let you ask any questions. As then why is yours the best?
1: Um. I think that some of my confusion lies in, um, in sort of where people fall into. Like, there's a lot of characters, and I can't always tell when someone is a good guy or a bad guy, which I think is part of the plot line.
0: Mm-hmm. It kind of is, yeah. But so for, uh, for some, my, yeah, major My film is a little bit more like cut and drive who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. Like pretty much everyone on screen is the good guy. The only guy who's the bad guy in my movie, like, legitimately the bad guy, looks like the devil. Like he has like a black and red face. He's got horns coming out. He's got a huge red like double sided lightsaber. It's like oh, there's a bad guy. Yeah, but that's really it. Like there's a couple guys who are a little Andrew, shady. Yeah, Andrew droid army. The, and the separatists droid arm. as yeah.
2: well. The guys who create the droid army. Yeah, but Those they're not really the
0: they're, like they're bad guys. But they're really just kind of like they're on the other side of the political spectrum. They're not like doing anything evil. Like everything they're doing is technically legal by the yeah. Senate's point of view. So like everything they're doing is still legal. They're the wrong side, but they're not bad guys. Like that's why at the end of the movie the end of three when they get killed is like well they're peaceful people they're just doing what they want to do
1: i guess what i wonder is what purpose your film actually serves. that's
0: an excellent question because a lot of people would say none because mine like it'd, it'd probably be a stronger series if we started with anakin a lot older the only reason that mine really exists is to try to bookend anakin's anakin and luke's story so like they both start in the same place they both come from not a lot of everything and they both Kind of defy the odds to become a Jedi like uh, when Anakin wants to become a Jedi they're like you're too old when Luke wants to become a Jedi You're too old. So it's really just kind of like attempting to mirror the journey a little bit And this does um, a lot of
3: world building too. Yeah. you get a really expansive galaxy for the first time here Yeah, there it, are
0: planets and that's what they talk It's all about like mm-hmm. look at how big this used to be and then I think the main reason that mine exists And I'll say this for the end of mine the main reason that my my movie exists is to show what the Empire not the Empire but what the Republic was Before all the shit hit the fan. Like, this is what it was when it was working. Like, everything's in peace. Like, there's these setups here, these setups here, these cities here. And this is what it was like before it all went to hell.
1: Do you feel like your film is meant to be an analogy for some of the things that were happening politically in the real world?
0: I would like to say yes. (laughs) And it might have gotten there accidentally. But I don't think it was made with that intent.
2: And I'm done.
1: Interesting.
2: Graham? Like in mine. (laughs) Go! Um... So yeah, my movie is the best.
5: <laughs>
2: uh, playing oh, okay. off of Sorry. my standard arguments, yeah. of, that's basically it. because, right. it, is, because it is fact. Um, yeah, so I mean, with with mine, basically, just the the term space opera was brought up, and that really starts to come true uh, in in my film. So in th- in this film, you have. Uh, forbidden love, right? A forbidden relationship. Very, very forbidden relationship. It's really all about relationships, actually. Just in the in the macro sense. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, and so with that, with one of those same characters has that forbidden love has a mother die tragically um, after she, you know, she was a slave. She was uh, um, so it's it's Anakin's mother. Uh, they were slaves together, and then he was taken away, obviously. Um, and then you have all of these great. Uh, verses and all, of, in throughout the movie, you have all these amazing, you know, battles and fights and upheavals, um, and then you know another a father's death and the inspiration of a son to avenge his father's life. You know, all of this, you know, comes through in my movie. And this it, is really the first time that you see the the Jedi kind of
0: knowing for a fact that they are lo- that they could lose this war. And I think that's the the important thing about it. it's kind of like mm-hmm. to attempt to mirror empire in a way. Yeah. That is like, oh shit, we might lose this. Like they kind of for the first time realize that they're outgunned. Yeah, a
2: little bit. And this is like the the great you know, power of the, the Jedi at this point. The Jedi Council and the Republic have been doing pretty good. You know, they are peacekeepers, right? Peacekeeping warriors is what the Jedi have been up until this point. And that there's this huge uh, this shift, this paradigm shift of like, wait, whoa, something, something's different. Something's happening. You know, now there's this new dark force. Um, and so, yeah, like they're saying, it's like they're trying to figure out, and like, wait, no, th- there is potential that this could go, totally awry and does by the you know by the end of it i mean this movie covers so much of everything and really sets up the (laughs) entire plots of all the other movies it's very ambitious yeah for good or ill Mm. it
3: is a very ambitious film
2: yeah uh and it covers all of it in like a little over two hours you have this whole world right you have the separatist uh, ac kicked on okay uh, the you know the rebel fighting all the stuff you set up the you know the the Death Star the thing that you know the actual the ultimate weapon that gets played through in the the remaining uh, four movies
1: and is it um, the Death Star is it represented as something that's meant to be like a peacekeeping thing? Oh no,
2: it is um, a, a domination type of thing. It's okay. a if you verse us or if you challenge us, we will destroy your planet type of thing. I mean, this is a, a spaceship that is built I mean it's called the ultimate weapon before they even call it the Death Star. Do it's called the ultimate weapon. Mm-hmm. This this spacecraft is the size of a moon and will destroy a planet in one in one shoot.
3: So, so it it's kind of a reveal that there's more going on than just
2: like we're trying we're for the good of the people that it's like we want to dominate. Yeah. And this movie introduces so many characters that play parts in all of them. I mean, it has every fr- everybody from Boba Fett, who is a bounty hunter, which plays a part in uh, the, the original three. Uh, it sets up Anakin Skywalker, which be, you know becomes five Darth Vader. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, C three PO comes back in this movie. R two D two. That's it. Everyone is in this movie. That's five. words. No one else got extra
0: words. <laughs> All right, Ryan, are you ready? To bring this thing to a close, yeah, and actually that
6: that's a great place to start because that's exactly what my movie does. If uh, you know the other prequels were the setup, and the original trilogy was like the conclusion, my movie is the one that ties them both together. This is Episode Three, and if you look at uh, the six movies as kind of the uh, the story of Darth Vader, it actually goes from a rise to a fall to almost another rise and a redemption at the end of the entire thing. So this is where you see how he fell to the dark side. And it's kind of actually romantic because he doesn't fall like a, out of greed. Uh, Chancellor turned Emperor Palpatine, the Dark Master, he just wants galactic domination. He wants to rule the galaxy with an iron fist. And when Anakin falls, he really does it Purely out of love. He falls to his knees in front of Palpatine and he says, I, I submit to you. I will do anything you ask. Just help me save my wife's life. And that's really, <clears throat> you know, he always had some anger issues, but that's when he really starts falling to the dark side. We see other characters giving iconic moments and doing iconic things. Um, uh, Palpatine, we see like how he got scarred because he kind of wears a robe and he's got a hideous wrinkles and like scars on his face. And in this movie, we see oh, it's actually his own force lightning that Mace Windu reflected back at him, and he he kind of goes from this like just kind of this scheming political character, uh, chancellor, to an all-out evil emperor, like giving a performance almost like um, Gary Oldman in Dracula, like super great character actor in this film. Um, We see Obi Wan, uh, who I, I loved Alec Guinness as him in in A New Hope in the original trilogy as the old man. But Ewan McGregor really brought a lot of character to Obi-Wan Kenobi, who was like, I wanted to know more about him.
0: Specifically in your film, I think.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And at, at the end of the movie, when he he's like standing over Anakin and he's giving him a, a monologue, he's like, I thought we were brothers. You were going to be the chosen one. There was a prophet about you. You were going to bring balance to the force, and then you bring it all down instead. He like just really gives a, a great uh, performance. So good. So good. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chilling. That's
5: the spinoff
6: I want to see. Yeah, he he actually wants to return. <laughs> he he said he would play Obi Wan again. I'd I mean, watch the shit out of that movie. He maybe.
5: doesn't age, so <laughs> yeah.
6: uh, Hey, if uh, Palpatine can play the same character, uh, so can Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as a younger version of himself. <laughs> uh, you see, uh, everything is like shiny and new, like in the old movies. Like Tony said, they were done on a really low budget. This is really what happens when you give George Lucas enough money to do what he wants. So you don't have to have like. Uh, cruddy-looking starships and stuff. Everything is uh, shiny, and, like, y- y- uh, the idea is, like, the re- Rebellion got all these old things from 20 years earlier, so now you're seeing, like, just the war at the height of it. You get uh, great lightsaber fights, which, if, if you're into Star Wars for the, the Force, this is the movie. You see Yoda, the, the Grand Master from the original trilogy, take on Darth Sidious, who's the, em- that's his, the emperor's codename. Uh, we see them fight in a lightsaber duel, like the ultimate powers that we thought you know could never clash. They do. We see Obi-Wan and, and Anakin fight. It's an iconic movie, a moment that's been referenced through all the other movies. We see uh, uh, we see Chewbacca. We see that Yoda and Chewbacca like had met once before, which is really cool. Um, uh, we get the at the end, we, we get the Darth Vader, costume like when the emperor puts him back together we see that originally it was like kind of shiny and almost silver looking it's dulled over the 20 years of him just wearing it every second you know and he stands up and and Palpatine actually tells him hey you know uh, when you you threw your wife aside on the planet you killed her you did it with your your bare hands like we couldn't save her with the force which is a lie they could never save her with the Force." and he, and he just, like, breaks out of his medical chair that he was being put back together in, and he gives this really emotional, no! And he's, you see his, his anger is really fueling his Force powers, and he's, the whole room starts shaking. And then at the very end, we actually find out that, uh, that Qui-Gon Jinn from The Phantom Menace uh, has come back to talk to Yoda through, through the afterlife as, like, a, a Force spirit, and Yoda and Obi-Wan, just before they go their separate ways to their 20-year exile, uh, talk about how it's now possible to come back and have immortality through the light side of the Force. So Anakin was on the wrong side the whole time. You have mm-hmm. 14 seconds. Also, uh, <laughs> Count what? Dooku dies. Oh, do you have any questions?
1: I do. Um. Do you feel like your film is just a nod to all of the previous films, or do you feel like it could oh, be? Oh, that's the- it! <laughs> <laughs> it's the best one. <laughs> it was a yes or no question. Extra
2: words, extra words. The only good one. Um, only
0: so at this point, Amberly, you, you get the uh, the joy <laughs> of trying to say out of all these defenses and breakdowns, which one you would actually consider to think is the best.
1: It's really hard. Um... You know, I I feel like I'm really compelled by Anakin's uh, story in general. I feel like of anyone's fall, um, his is kind of the most sad. Um, However, um, I feel like the best argument uh, came from... I'm sorry, I don't even know your name. Samantha. Samantha. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I felt like um, it was a really good argument, um, and I felt like I was really, really drawn to the empowered female character and her being able to... Um, you know, take vengeance on, on her captor. I feel like um, everything sort of coming together. That all seems really exciting. Um, and I love the little fuzzy characters. Um, but it sounds... of a bitch! <laughs> she brought the toys! No!
5: <laughs> but
1: it sounds to me, in actual terms of, like, what would be the best movie, uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Stop. Bitch! Nice. Arguments are all for naught! Seems like uh, in terms of a really good storyline and a really good arc it, it just seems like it probably uh, has the most compelling story to it. Ever, you know, yours feels um, I don't know your Tony. name. Tony. Uh, Fuck Tony, you don't have to do his name. Tony's <laughs> <laughs> Tony f- film feels like a great setup. Yours feels like a great conclusion, but and ultimately, what about the prequels? There, come on!
2: If you're talking man. about Anakin's story, I mean, <laughs> that's my movie.
5: There's also I, like eight million other stories. <laughs> that well, that yeah. was my problem
1: is that I got so lost in all of the build up in those yeah. stories, and all of the like politics, and all, and without any clear direction, and it, and it felt like. In everything being talked about, everything felt like a nod to, you know, like, as like a, hey, remember this thing that you loved about this other movie? Well, this is what happened. Wink, wink. So, yeah. I gotta really
6: say, well. yeah. we really succeeded in describing you, like, 30 years of Star Wars fans' yeah. feelings, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty accomplished. And I, I, I gotta say, JJ, I know you're listening. Uh, I'm rooting for you. I, I thought think you were think you're, you're not going to take cues from, uh, you know, and nods to the other movies, and I think you're going to make a good story that stands on its own. I hope so. He will.
0: So yeah. you're saying that the, the prequels all lose. Yeah.
1: yeah, although I'm really compelled by Anakin's story. I think it's really it's really sad. There, we're yeah, we're watching yeah. When for you, that. There there are, are. When you actually yeah.
2: look at the, the story, like the facts of the whole thing, I mean, it's like, Oh, It's my so sad. God. It's so yeah. sad and tragic. I mean, that drama can one person take? Yeah, and what, you know, and it's you, not surprising and, the, the path that he takes. Yeah,
1: right? exactly. You don't... You, and you can kind of relate to, you know, watching people that you care about die or going yeah. to be died and wanting to just do whatever you can to save somebody you love and the, the actions and choices that you'll take and how misguided those can be sometimes. You know, it's, that's really compelling. And there's no
3: other series that suggests that there's a dark side to love. Yeah. yeah. That there's a there's a there's a problem with love. Yeah. That you can you can do that wrong like but that that's 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 daring that's kind of ballsy.
4: The problem with the prequels is not the story; it's the execution it sounds way. Really yeah. like <laughs> interesting. it sounds really like they made it wasn't Hayden So much more yeah. interesting it, than it really. It's is. no
6: accident that there. Well, Hayden
5: they're, Christensen is always a problem. <laughs> I,
6: I, I yes. was going to start my argument with you haven't seen these right? <laughs> <laughs> he really brings it home in my film. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had to
4: stop you. I
2: was <laughs> like, no. Wait, we can't lie. That thirty-second long no is really sound. But I mean, if if you actually think Dude, about it, if, so. you, if you apply the term space opera, especially to the first three, real, I mean, really the second two,
3: but... Really to all six. They, they yeah, follow they the do. movement. If you're going to a, a play, an opera, there's all these movements, all these big pieces. It fits that. And, and they're uh, super operas dramatic. Are
5: actually, operas are actually pretty simple plot-wise, though, because it's meant to show off your characters, which mm. is where I think the... Mm. The original yes. trilogy works yeah. so much better. I'm being but, generous
3: to the original. As an opera fan, I have, to, I have to
5: vouch. Operas are not plot heavy. They're beautiful. Wait, they're
0: not so. not I agree with Sam. But like I'm going to bring this thing to a close. <laughs> yeah. As much as I'd love to sit and talk Star Wars all day. So clearly Amberly has chosen Empire Strikes Back. And oh, that's the name
1: of it. Okay. Which is uh,
0: <laughs> no surprise to anyone. Uh, if but you did I, not know really the answer to the question in the beginning of the podcast, is, do you know which one was supposed to be the best? Everyone says Empire yep. is the best. That is, that I, is regardless the You should have just like fledged Everyone and given that one legitimately to legitimately Tony, just to see if he could fuck it up enough. You, but usually, <laughs> the argument is that Empire is the
1: best one. I do. Yeah. Um, no, your your argument was so compelling. It was good, and yeah. I'm yeah. probably more interested in seeing your. You have seen it, you
0: fell asleep during it.
6: And Empire. Speaking of that movie, I just wanna ask how the first Death Star, we see it in a frame, and it's the circle was built first, and then by Jedi we see they just built the other half of it first. All the contractors died in the first one, so now they're just a whole new plan. They really rushed production.
0: It was like a lot of people working for exposure. Are you
6: sure (laughs) it wasn't that they figured out a more like, uh, effective way to build, because well, the first they're one... they're able to
0: fly a Millennium Falcon in this one, so I'm going to go with no, they don't know how to do an effective
6: <laughs> I, one. The I... first one took 20-plus years to finish, and then the second one was done, like, eight months later. It's
0: He's impressive. Spent a lot of yeah, time impressive. on
5: R and D with the first one.
2: Okay. You know? <laughs> right, sorry. It was the derail. first one ever built, and it was designed by insects. Okay, so that'll bring this episode to a close. <laughs>
0: Empire is our winner. Shocker. Um, our losers are the prequels. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Sam wins for argument. So. Hooray! Yay! We and, all win. And we frankly, win.
3: your guys' defenses Except of the home. prequels were really good. Like, I, I
0: take it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I heard that, that. needs
3: one. to be special so mention I because those that. are hard. It was really hard to defend. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah. Um, next week we have Avengers Age of Ultron coming up and the week after that we have our Christmas episode which I'll mention now is a little bit different than our normal Christmas episodes where we've done their favorite Christmas movies ever we've done the worst Christmas movies ever this year we're doing our favorite Christmas TV specials which will be anything from like Rudolph to I'll even mention my pick now which is the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas episode so it can be anything that was made for Christmas for TV so that's the TV is the weeks. limit. Yeah, TV is yeah. the limit. That is in two weeks. Next week is Age of Ultra. So thank you for everyone for coming on. You're yeah, welcome. thank you for yeah. Emily you for everybody. listening to all of Thanks, this Star Wars stuff that you did not care about, I'm sorry. but
2: do care about now.
1: I only got glassy-eyed four times.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's like two thirds.
6: Definitely when I was explaining the politics in my film. I'm pretty sure it was four times during Graham's speech.
4: Whoa, <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I had a lot of setup, okay? Name, sp- speech is a light term. I would say like, I don't even know what I would call it. Listen, uh, an address. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, Your film is welcome. Isn't it called like From gerrymandering? Yeah. Okay, so S-
2: sincerely, Bye.